So, besides this movie that we're about to talk uh-huh. about today, have you watched anything good this week? Nope. Is it is that going to be the way we talk about every <laughs> <laughs> we start I every mean, episode? Are you ever going to watch movies? Uh, have you? Do you watch did movies? You... No. Will you watch movies? No. When will you watch <laughs> movies? <laughs> Um, how is that game that uh, really we're supposed fun. to start playing? Yeah, having a great time. Yeah, uh, not gonna be able to play like the the only reason I I didn't like hop on it in the chat is because like I was like, well, I have to work out scheduling and I'm not going to be here. I'm not gonna well, I'm not gonna be home for like next week, so I'm not really gonna be playing games. Um, Save the time for games. You feel me? Uh, <laughs> But so I was like, well, I don't know if I want to get started, but when I get back from the break, um, definitely looking forward to it. Maybe try to get something next weekend, um, like 30th, 31st, if I can rope you guys into it. A, a New Year's Eve session of Lethal Company? God, Yo! I can't imagine. That'd be... <laughs> that'd be sick! Hell yeah! Do you have God, New Year's Eve so plans? Cool. Uh, I don't. So originally, I was going to spend it down in Philly. Um, oh right, I knew that. Yeah, but uh, my plans there got canceled. So I'm actually going to head back here a couple of days earlier. Um, so. Well, hey, if you want to come to Harrisburg, they're doing a like a they do like a thing like a strawberry drop. They drop a big ass strawberry Ooh. instead of a ball. Yeah, like they're do they do like a block party or. I think it's fake. I think it's like a plastic, okay. like a thing, kind of like the ball. Okay. You know, when I was younger, right, I used right. to think the ball broke, and so they had to spend the whole year putting it back together. <laughs> like, <laughs> to like a million little pieces. That's why, it, like, it's so geometric. Exactly. They have to, like, yeah. all together. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was embarrassingly old. I was, like, probably 12 when I realized that wasn't true. <laughs> you know, Is it's New funny. Year... There are a lot of... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was going to say, there's a lot of beliefs that, like, when, when they go on challenge, you'll just believe them for just, like, up until Too you long. go, wait a second, why the fuck did I ever think that? It's just like, oh, yeah. okay, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, My parents lied to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a friend who was like, yeah, I always assumed that the dishwasher just, like, fully filled with water. Like, <laughs> that's just how they work. That's great. They just filled up with water and then drained. I was like, I mean, I, I kind of get where you're coming from, right? Because, like, why don't they let us see in there, you know? Like, the oven, <laughs> you can see into. But where uh, would like the sounds come you from? you can see into. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's not, like, completely full. There's a little bit of, like, space in there for water to s- splish splash around, you know? That's how they, they get everything clean. They, like, shake in it. Uh, but, like, why can't you see into the dishwasher, right? Like, why is that the mystery here? Um, Probably because the glass is, like harder more expensive to like make for a dishwasher to be stable like to withstand the pressure of that would be my guess if i had to bullshit i, a guess I, I think right they're now. just trying to well i mean like look at a, look at a washing machine right like i, th- I think That's they're just true. hiding some from us you know Big maybe it's also because it's nasty something. you don't want to see oh, true, you know, an, true, yeah. an oven an oven looks like <laughs> what's the tweet that's like why is it an oven. I can't, I can't remember when what the tweet out is. Food. <laughs> when yeah. you oven yeah. cold food, about hot. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, you you want to see the bread bake 
You want to see like dough rise. You want to see your laundry getting clean. You don't really want to see dishes getting But nobody wants to see how the sausage is getting made. Yeah, because dishes are kind of gross. You know, I don't, I don't even know. like looking I... in there after it's done um, and everything's clean. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, dish. I don't know. It's nasty. It's like all the old foods in there. I mean, it's not. It gets washed away, but still, it's it's kind of. I understand I, I it. I, I'm I'm anti dishes. Dishes like are my it. worst. I feel like I'd like well, to see it, you know. Like you're saying, you're saying you want to watch. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, you know what? And I'm surprised that we don't want to watch. Hey guys, welcome to We Want to Watch. I'm Ricky, <laughs> uh, and I'm Lane. Uh, do you want to? Okay, yeah, you give your pitch since you want to be hot shit here. What's our podcast? Oh, about? I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to give my pitch. It's too uh, late. You started. All right. I'm Ricky, an aspiring film bro, and I forget the rest oh, of the blurb. <laughs> I don't read the blurb. Aspiring film, bro. I had to give you something. I didn't want to just be like this idiot, this jackoff. <laughs> yeah. I to. Uh, what's the premise of our show? This is my jester. Um, the premise of we want to watch is we find movies that we want to watch that we think would be, uh, you know, good for the other person to watch, or just something that we've heard about in the cultural zeitgeist, and we want to see what the impact was from it, and we watch it and sort of digest and talk about it on our pod that was very eloquently put actually i'm proud of you for that one. Oh, thank you well you know <laughs> um so you picked this movie this week tell us about yep. it yep uh rojan z so from the creator of akira comes rojan z um it's it has very sort of similar vibes to akira in terms of like technology and humanity the integration of such and maybe even a a slight nod to the impact that nuclear power has had upon society as a whole but, you're you're um, you're way getting ahead nuclear. of yourself i was meaning getting, like how'd you, how'd you hear about this my bad. <laughs> no right. you're good well i was getting a little too excited um i saw this movie on tiktok just it was like hey check out this crazy movie um, and it, it actually looked really cool. So I thought I'd give it a shot and I came away. I, I kind of enjoyed it a lot. Um, I don't know how well known this, this film is outside of certain like niche cultures, I guess. But like I said, definite ties to Akira. It's from the same creator, obviously. Um, or maybe not yeah. obviously, but from looking at it, there's definitely, well, uh, parallels it... to drawn. Yeah. It's funny. You're, so when I was editing last week's episode, I was listening back. Your description of this from last week was kind of off base, I would say. I'll say I, like, I yeah. liked this a lot. I, I had a good time watching this. This was not what I was expecting based on either based on your description and kind of I went into it thinking like, oh, okay, this is going to be like Akira from like a different kind of perspective and like whatever. So um, I had but the same not thoughts. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the TikTok definitely like. It focused Sold more it wrong. on the, yeah, it, it was definitely trying to sell the, like, mecha vibes of it, I guess. Um, okay. It was like, an unstoppable machine. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. I like machines. Um, but I was very pleasantly surprised with this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I had a good time watching it. I, I really, you know, it does talk about a lot of the same themes as Akira, and we'll get into it, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, some of them are, are different, of course. There's, there's a lot more, like, visceral body horror in the way that Akira has, in that it's grosser and, like, goes into kind of nastier, darker places, but um, mm -hmm. it doesn't actually talk about the body as much. 
uh, as this movie does. And like, obviously the elderly component of it, um, you know, is different than Akira too. So uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was like, I kind of had a blast watching it. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool movie. Um, I'll say just off the, off the bat, like before talking about the story or anything, um, or like the themes, the, the artwork, art direction, so on point. I really loved it. Um, Even the, so something that sort of uh, maybe lags behind a bit in earlier animation is really dynamic scenes. Um, It can seem repetitive sometimes and it can be difficult to work with like very intense camera angles. Um, Mm -hmm. In in this movie specifically, I'm thinking about like the monorail scene. That was like a technological marvel at the time, at least in my eyes. Uh, They, and they pulled it off really well, um, especially with like the helicopter chase just being able to like have such dynamic camera angles and to have everything work well within frame is like really impressive and for it all to be like coherent right and follow the storyline well um or like follow like what's happening like the action yeah Um, yeah really cool they did a really good job with that okay Uh, so so hmm. before we before we get too into this because Mm -hmm. um I always come onto these and I end up being the scholar in a lot of the, uh, which is embarrassing to say. Um, but this is, as we've talked about kind of, I don't have any real knowledge or like strong background in anime specifically, or I mean animation generally, but anime specifically, um, whereas you do. So I, I would really like to hear not like an intro to like, don't give me the crash course, but like, tell me more about like your experience with anime and like what movies you've seen and like trends and things like that over time like give me like a, a real oh, yeah, basic sure. like yeah yeah intro to, to ricky's anime perspective um i've seen a lot of anime like a lot a lot um oh, okay. well, I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean i enjoy anime i do feel as though i mean obviously there's a distinct difference between like movies and serialized shows uh which is kind of to be expected uh there's definitely been a large push in the stylization of animation especially recently towards certain sort of like cost saving trends and not all of those are bad especially in terms of like action sequences there's a few techniques which really sort of took off recently and they don't really employ too many of them in this movie uh so it's kind of like difficult to point them out I, i i guess there are a few when you say recently do you mean like last few decades or like last couple of years uh, I'd say within the last decade or so, uh, there's been a distinct shift within how animation is being made, uh, and part of that is due to like different emerging technologies with uh, CGI and with uh, sort of increased computing capacities, being able to like false rotoscope 3D um, sort of images that you can create, and then oh, sure. you can set your scene up within it, and then like move your characters with that throughout the scene. And then pan your camera throughout that, right? So it's it's almost like, and I hate to bring up Gmod again, but it's it's very sort of <laughs> Gmod-esque, where like you can sort of set a scene up and the characters will move re- like regardless of where the camera is positioned, and then you can find camera positions that are more flattering towards that. Where whereas traditional animation styles, um, as we see here, it's the exact opposite. Everything that you're like placing on the screen you have to really go forward with with a very strong sense of intention right right um, right yeah because you only get one 
Yeah, you can't like manipulate it in post in the same way. Right, right. And, and there are different ways that they manipulate it in post. So there's, there's a particular scene in uh, The Fist of the North Star where they actually take the the cell, like the animation cell itself, which is like a thin layer of film upon which they've transcribed uh, an image, right? And generally, so the, the traditional way of animating is you would have certain like layers of cells um, and some, and very often there's a background cell, which is a slightly different opacity, which is a pretty easy way to tell what's going to move and what won't. Right, in... right. The classic, like, Tom and Jerry, like, this drawer yes. is, like, darker than the others, so we know that someone's going to pop out of there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that was a very traditional way of animating. But within uh, the Fist of the North Star, spoilers, someone gets punched <laughs> by the fist. And in order to, like from his point of view we see the like the world sort of like shaking and it was actually the animators taking the animation cell and distorting it uh which i thought was a really neat touch and it's something that it's a piece of the media right like it's the way that the the media is being created like the medium upon which the media is being portrayed that you can't really replicate now so it's it's really interesting and neat and it, it definitely has its charm. I don't. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily aged well because it's like, oh, this looks weird. Um, and sure, once you know but... what the trick is, it's like very easily identifiable, uh, but like very resourceful for the time, right? Yeah, it's still a cool trick, right? Like at the oh, end of yeah. the day, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like knowing like a magician's secret. It's like, oh, okay, but that's still cool how they managed to pull off that sort of sleight of hand, right? Yeah. Okay. How did you get into anime? Like, because like when I was a kid, it was like you had Dragon Ball, and mm-hmm. then Sailor Moon, and then like that was kind of it that I feel like I was exposed to on TV. Like that was all, and like I watched a little bit of both of those. I watched a lot of Sailor Moon, but um, that Hell was like yeah. that was kind of it. So it's okay. it's always interesting to me to hear. I know that um, Toonami, I think it was, did a lot of like yep. they did Death Note. They like aired Death Note and some other anime. So like. I know it was out there. It just, it seemed so separate. Whereas now it's very, you know, I sound like a, a boomer, but like, uh, yeah. it's interesting that it's so permeated the culture. It's like everywhere now it's very accessible. Kids know it. Kids know like the, they have a, a the same kind of breadth of exposure to it that, you know, they would have for like traditional, like Western animation. So to me, mm-hmm. it's, it's always seemed kind of like esoteric or like or kind of obscure. Like I don't, I like there's something I'm missing about like understanding it. Like it seems like it's, it seems inaccessible to me, and I, I think mm-hmm. that's more my own bias and, like, yeah, the change in how it's been shown or, or, or its accessibility over time um, that For sure. makes it that way to me. So how did you get into it? Did you watch a lot as a kid? Not a ton. I will say, just touching on that, um, like, it, it's definitely changed a lot, uh, like, from the point of where when I was in, like, middle school, high school, uh, I mean, I didn't really watch anime in middle school, but in high school, definitely... The people who were into that niche, I, I didn't really identify with, right? As much as I enjoyed maybe some of the same media that they did, I think the oh, way... Oh, you weren't part of your, your school's anime club or anything like that? I was that? not. Definitely not. <laughs> no. Those kids were very interesting. Because I, I always saw it as like a hobby and a lot of times like very hardcore anime fans, which is really all there was back then, I guess. Right. Um, because of its inaccess- inaccessibility, the the only people who were fans were generally like much more hardcore. Um, right. Like, it, I 
I, I always saw myself as a very casual watcher, even though I had consumed a large amount of the media, I just saw it as like a casual consumption of a large amount of it. But yeah, so I, I'll, I'll say what the first thing that I consider anime, like looking back on it, and especially after watching this movie uh, and making the connections for it, would be the first Pokemon movie. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I watched yeah. a little bit of Pokemon. I've seen that movie. Um, so yeah, that's a that's an interesting one too. That kind of evades that anime yeah. classification because it goes, of it the, goes under the radar a lot. Yeah, yeah, because of the video games and because of the uh, you know the trading card game. Like it's it's yep. transcendent, um, you know, but like in the wrong way. It shouldn't be considered. It's still anime at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and I think that's yeah. a lot of how it sort of seeped into the cultural consciousness, at least of the Western cultural consciousness, was through like video games and like just the general acceptance of like oh japanese media like this is how japanese media looks and then yeah. sort of extrapolating that outwards um but pokemon that's like, true yeah. great spot for that um yeah i loved pokemon yeah, as a kid I, yeah yeah i i liked the games and the the card game more of course but um yeah oh for sure but yeah it's right well it's it's funny too because yeah that is you know how it's maybe first introduced to so many kids especially you know people in our generation like uh, that type of story too, like that type of specific like sci-fi or fantasy elements in, you know, this extremely long running story where it's, you know, the characters change, but they don't. And you mentioned right. power scaling in yeah. the last episode, in our last episode here. Um, yeah. Like you mentioned like how that can be kind of obnoxious or like go nowhere where it ends up being gods versus gods. Like I feel yeah. like the, because it's children's media, you know, at the end of the day, that, yeah, I feel like that, like, impression has carried over in a way for a lot of, like, casual people like myself, like, yeah, mm. that it's, not that it's, like, not mature, but just that there's a very specific type of story being told, um, right. you know, in that. You, you have to, like, really sort of, like, suspend your disbelief. So Pokemon does a really great job of that, I think, uh, with the way that they go to different regions, right? So the yeah. first region, uh, I believe it was Hoenn, um, you, you go through, you have your 151 original Pokemon, and the gods that are fighting at the end of that, right, in, which sort of culminated in the first movie, are Mew and Mewtwo, right? And then you have Pokemon 2000, the movie, and you have the three legendary birds, and Lugia, who stops them, um, which is, like, also sick. And you get into the sort of, like, Ash is the Chosen one... Um, that sort of thing, which is just interesting. Um, but like each, each time you get like, oh, like this is the God Pokemon of like, right. This region, right. The, right? the like, final boss. Yeah. It's very video right, gamey right. in a way. Entei in season three, he can literally distort reality, just completely change it. And the unknown, really the unknown did it, but Entei sort of exerted his force over them. And then in the fourth movie, Ash travels through time and meets young Professor Oak, the huh. older Professor Oak never mentions that to him like he never says like hey dude remember when yeah. i saw you as a kid and you were also a kid like crazy stuff right yeah like no never again touched upon well um, you know i it's but... kind of you're building the tracks as you go and i think mm -hmm. i've i've talked about this with other people like i think soap operas are very interesting you know soaps can be a lot of different things like there are stories that have been around for 60 fucking years at this point like my i watched a little bit of um general hospital like my mom watched it too she still watches a, a few of them but like the the idea of like telling a story for 
hundreds of episodes you know it is just yeah. it's crazy and like um it requires obviously the suspension of disbelief and like there's going to be plot holes and whatever and like right yeah it's who cares you know it, it's yeah. it's a different kind of skill and a different you know story being told and so that's the suspension of disbelief it's like you would never get away with that in you know more traditional like movies or tv like that kind of like hand waving like don't worry about it like it's fine <laughs> just right. go with it right, right. it's yeah do you feel like anime has is getting like proper recognition nowadays i can't tell um i think like I critically. Think for mass media for sure critically maybe not yeah specifically because like western animation and eastern animation are sort of pushed together and i i mean i don't know honestly like as far as anime goes i a lot of people define anime very strictly as Japanese animation, right? Right. Um, which is, it kind of slights, like, French animation, which has taken major leaps and bounds and is really quite good. And it's it's generally a little bit more, I, I guess I'll say, impactful. They do with a lot darker themes, and it's it's sort of like the, the dark side of anime, which a lot of, like, weeaboos don't like to acknowledge i guess which is like really interesting to, to me because there's a lot of great stuff coming out of the french animation scene but never getting critically mentioned never critically acclaimed whereas since japanese animation has become like more widely available more widely accessed by public audiences uh, i don't i wouldn't say there's been an outcry but uh, there's definitely been more people sort of acknowledging it and like getting critical yeah. acknowledgement but then it's still, like, lined up against, like, Disney's Moana. It's like, all right, well... Yeah. Uh, like, The Boy and the Heron yeah. is in inherently different from, like, whatever the latest <laughs> Disney film is, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's an interesting comparison. It is funny that, like, you mentioned Weeaboos. Like, it, it's kind of similar to the Marvel thing or, like, the comic book thing of, like, the, the hobby that I liked as a kid that I got made fun of is now popular. And so now I'm angry mm. and spiteful about it and I need it to be taken seriously. Like there right. is that, although I think there's less of that just because anime has not permeated the same way that comic books have, at least from movies, which is more what I care about than TV. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see if there is that backlash because there are still conservative kind of themes and like what, you know, there's p capital P problems, right? In, uh, right. you know, in anime in the same way that there are in comic books and with like racism and misogyny, whatever, you know, take your pick. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be interesting over the next, you know, few years to see if people can kind of reckon with those things in a little bit more of a mature way. Same with games. I mean, you know, video, like video games becoming more accepted is what caused Donald Trump to get elected, basically. <laughs> like the, I, there's, a, there's a very... That's, that's a strong claim. I don't know about that. No, but... <laughs> you, okay. I mean, we don't have to get into it here, but like there is definitely a very clear direct line between like the Gamergate backlash that started to percolate in 2013 to 2015 and Donald Trump's like online support and then in real life support. Like th those are, those are inextricably linked. And I'm not saying that anime like fans are like the same thing or what, you know, I, like there's obviously differences there, but I do think that like nerd dumb nerd, whatever, like groups of nerds can be, I mean, yeah, very vengeful, very, angry about not being taken seriously and of course i'm talking mostly about men here oh yeah, yeah. yeah for sure but yeah it is you know i do occasionally you know when i've watched anime you know i've seen kind of like the big big hits um when i've watched 
things that are kind of outside of that norm of what we were talking about, like the uh, what was originally mainstream. Uh, mm-hmm. It does, you know, it, there is a lot out there, and some of it's really good, and some of it's kind of, you know, questionable, but a lot of it is good. And so it'll be interesting to see how that evolves over the next couple of years. For sure. And I think a, a large part of that problem comes down to anime being treated as a genre rather than a medium. That's true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, really, it's, and I, I've had like sort of conversations with people about how they they can't take animation seriously because it doesn't employ the same acting techniques, doesn't employ the same like camera techniques. So when I when I say like, oh, wow, like these shots were really impactful, I, I think that there it was like extremely sort of difficult to create right they go well yeah but like it'd be harder to do that in person it's like right i'm I'm not saying it wouldn't right right (laughs) um but but what i'm what i'm acknowledging is that there's like in the same way that it would take skill to like operate a 3d drone in order to get the perfect shot or yeah or even just to like be able to have like very smooth tracking throughout a uh, very like chaotic scene um to be able to animate that and like like yeah. plot out within your mind like like a ballroom scene right um very very difficult to sort of film as you have to coordinate actors moving in and out of frame the the timing of that and being able to like trace a path yeah. with the camera through that is like but that's, extremely difficult but, but there's still a physical aspect to it that that makes it tangible that allows you to execute and improve and iterate. Whereas and sure. I, I've never worked on a film set or anything, but like, you know, you can actually see it. You can kind of play with it and tweak it and make it come to life. Whereas if it's in your head and you have to animate it, you know, that's just right, on you, man. Right. Like, like that is, yeah. that's a different set of skills. It's, I don't think it's any more or less impressive. It's, it's just different. Um, so. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the argument yeah. that I always try to make because it's, and the same thing with like voice acting. Um, whereas, with traditional actors, um, like they they kind of have uh, a little bit more to work with because, like you know, you can get body expressions, facial expressions, which you, you're not really getting through the medium of animation. Sure, they have facial expressions and body language, but that's up to the animators, right? right. So the right. the sort of like line between what the actor is doing versus what the animators are doing and how to like marry those two together is like very difficult and it's why some people it's why i don't personally like some dubs and why i think other dubs are like maybe the better way to consume like certain oh interesting okay yeah some people are very sort of sub purist and yeah um i mean i i think subtitled anime is great like don't get me wrong i i do think that that's like maybe the author's intention but sort of a death of the author thing uh, there's definitely dubbed anime that I've watched that have been like, oh yeah, no, like this guy is just the perfect voice, like, yeah. and and some of that comes down to like vocal register and it, it's a little bit different. I mean, like the vocal registers between uh, Japanese people and American people, specifically just in how we right, speak day to day, is very different. Yeah, and like the the tonal differences between our languages and the intonations that are used are very different. It's kind of difficult to have like a one to one translation for a lot of anime. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. like, w- when they really force that, it's it's maybe not as good as when you have a slight amount of localization. Um, yeah. Which is a very well, hot take in the anime community. But 
That's fine. We're we're popping off hot takes today. Well, I I think I struggle with that with any kind of foreign film that I watch or like non-English language. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm like, am I actually able to like I can read a facial expression like those are relatively universal. But like, can I accurately judge the delivery of these lines, you know, like the performance because it's in another language? Like, I think that's a common thing. Um, (laughs) here's my hot take. I think that, uh, oftentimes like amateur critics, I'm cutting this, Never mind. I'll just say, I think, I think sometimes amateur critics, like I see it on Letterboxd a lot. I think they're more prone to rate international movies higher just because they, they can't negatively judge the performance of, uh, like actors from other countries in in languages that they can't understand. Like, I do think that that is a thing that happens frequently. Um, I, because think, I'm I like, think that's a yeah. large part of yeah. the appeal of anime too, it, to like yeah. a certain degree is like, especially back when like it was mainly those who maybe weren't as socially apt, who were <laughs> very sort of into anime. They were like, oh, well, like, no, this is just like perfect. And like that sort of drives some of the, the subtitle yeah. purism where it's like, oh, yeah. but like, like this is their voices. This is how they're supposed to sound. And I, I used to feel right. that way for a little bit. But uh, then I, I heard like a few dubs that I was just like, nah, I mean this is great right and 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 part of that also comes down to like how the the dub industry has evolved and how more funding has sure. gone towards that all right so. yeah yeah well now that we've been talking for 30 minutes about everything but this movie yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i will say i watched akira um a couple years ago i had not seen it although i i recognized obviously it's iconography um mm-hmm. and had never read you know the uh, the book it's based on or anything either and I liked it, but I wasn't super blown away with it. But it's grown in my esteem mm-hmm. over time. Um, okay. So, so I, yeah, like coming into this and then hearing your description last week where it's like, this is this like commentary on like consolidation of wealth into the hands right. of the elderly, which is not what this so, <laughs> was so at all. That was how which the is movie okay. was described. And I was like, that's yeah, really well, interesting and cool. TikTok, huh? TikTok is uh, maybe not a great source for information. <laughs> I think it's what that I, don't listen to the propaganda. I, I will say there's like a slight undertone of that, right? Where yeah, um, yeah, there's, there's like a not housing crisis. I think it's more of a a comment on the um, like aging population. Anti, yeah, the aging yeah. population. I, I was going to call it like anti baby boomerism that was happening in Japan, but really just the the low birth rate, which is happening for quite some time. And they, yeah, it, like they they had identified that, and it had sort of led to a stagnation in the economy. Um, this was like right. right at the beginning of that, though. So this was like yeah, maybe sort of like cognizant of that. Prescient, um, yeah, yeah, prescient, yeah, and, and it it's only proven true as it as time's gone on. Um, oh, like for sure, kind of been in stagflation for quite some time but stagflation all right macro econ you want to talk about 101 classes my god wow (laughs) um that's what i tell you know (laughs) so no i i think this movie does have you know where i'm now i'm playing the compare and contrast game where this movie does have similarities with akira in the body horror or like kind of transformation aspects i think really the the commentary kind of stops there similar like similarity wise like the themes are are so so very different like um you know with akira yeah. being more about living in the aftermath of like you know just having nuclear annihilation in you know your country's right. past and like what that means and so, how that affects you psychologically like this is much more about like sure. here is this very current i felt like the the themes were a little bit more on point here for good and bad like mm-hmm. it's very like 
here is this mounting crisis and like the inhumanity of the way that we treat. Obviously, you could put the old, you know, the elderly in and like substitute that for any like marginalized group, right? Like mm -hmm. the elderly, the infirm, like whoever. Um, but it, it's yeah, still, I mean, I think this like, movie yeah. definitely specifically calls out the elderly and infirm, right? Yeah, um, yeah, like it's, yeah. Without a doubt, right? Um, and, and sort of the the impact of humanity and like humanity's touch in caring for them, and and keeping in mind that like they're still people, right? At the end of the day, like right, you you, you wouldn't want any person, like anyone that you know, to you know go right. through something like that and not have someone by their side, right? Yeah, or like get them lost in bureaucracy, you know? Of like, it's it's funny to compare this. You know, I don't really know much about like Japan's healthcare system or, or anything like that, but it is funny to think about like how we treat the elderly in this country, and mm -hmm. you know how it's kind of like, oh, just shove them in a home and like hope that they are okay, and like that that's just kind of the way that we're set up, or you know, hopefully yeah. they save for retirement. Like, there's a lot of factors going into that, but it is it, it's yeah. this was very very prescient in that way because it's. You know, it's a thirty-some-year-old movie. Yeah, you know, so it's it's impressively prescient for its time. Yeah, I, yeah. I will say Japan maybe is less nuclear than America in terms of like right. It's it, it's more normalized for grandparents live in the same home with uh right like right their, their sons, their daughters, their grandkids. Right, and and they sort of touch on that in the movie, like oh, like now you can have your grandparents at home with you, um, sort of like return yeah. them back to the home, which is nice. I I appreciate um, that it this movie doesn't. Yeah kind of a pursue the well it's your duty to like take care of the elderly like i, I appreciate that the yeah. angle is more like it's inhumane to treat them this way not like yes you know yeah, you're yeah. you're you're doing something morally wrong by like you know uh, shirking your responsibility your yeah yeah it's not it's yeah. about getting them proper care as opposed to right. like it has to be you personally yeah like it, it is nice that they sort of definitely keep the human aspect it's it's less dehumanizing saying like oh like, you need to take care of this person because it's your duty. So. I, I will say, the first, like, ten or so minutes of this movie, there mm -hmm. were, like, five upskirt shots. There were, like... Yeah, I was going to mention <laughs> that. And, like, not specifically upskirt. Like, a but lot like of just, legs. like, ankle shots. And, like, yeah, and, yeah. like, just, like, back of the thigh. And it's just, like, yeah. constant. I yeah, was going yeah. to say, like, yeah, no, no. Like, the director was, like... <laughs> Like, hey, are you sure we need all this? And then Mangaka's like, this is vital to the story. As he's just, like, drawing his, like, 30th woman thigh yeah. of the day. And it's like, it's, are, you, yeah. are you, like, positive? Like, do all yeah. of the nurses need to wear such short skirts? And he's like, it's vital to the story that they do. Yeah, the, the number of, like, I'm tracking a shot up a woman's ankle up through, like, up to her butt. And then we'll cut to, like, her walking, you know. Or, <laughs> right. like, right, the right. number of times a woman falls over and it's like her legs are splayed it, it, it was very yep. especially in the it gets better as the movie it like tapers off but yeah i was but like yeah Mickey. it's like right in the beginning of the film I, when, <laughs> when i started watching it i was like whoa that's like kind of questionable man as the movie yeah. went on i was like oh okay like there's less of yeah. that this is fine whatever but you don't see like any of that in akira whatsoever so it was kind no. of surprising no, and I mean, this is more of, like, a cheesecake movie anyway. Like, this movie is yeah. not going for the kind of, like, ser like I said, serious, dark themes. It goes there, but not for in sure. the same way that Akira does. So I'm willing to forgive it in the same way. Sure. Yeah, in the same way that it's like, all right, there's going to be titties in my, you know, Fast and Furious <laughs> movie or whatever. Like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But it, it was, at first I started, I was like, oh, 
Ricky, I, what did you what did I, you see? <laughs> I was worried. I was worried too when I was watching. It. I was like, oh god, if this is bad, Lane's gonna trash on me. Um, but I, I I do want to point out one very sort of small detail, uh, which I I think was intentional and I I kind of appreciated, is that the machine was run on uh, nuclear power, right? Yes, uh, I noticed that reactor. too. And they were like, um, oh, it's fine. I, it, it won't it won't shut. It, it won't malfunction. Right, Don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> and I I think it's sort of well, it calls to the fact that Japan. Even after having nuclear weapons deployed against them, pretty quickly adopted nuclear power. At, I mean, as a large, as certain portions of the world have, and I mean, obviously there have been difficulties around that in Japan with how their landscape is set up, uh, especially with certain earthquake, typhoon-prone areas. Um, mm-hmm. I forget the exact spots where there was, I believe, two plants which had. Like pretty catastrophic shutdowns. Um, yeah, Fukushima. I think was one of them. Flooded in. Yeah. Um, um, I don't remember the other. It's it's just a, like very stark contrast to like those who use the nuclear weapons, America. How just staunchly against nuclear power we are. And um, well, I mean, I think there's monetary uh, incentive there that keeps yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. But uh, it's it, it's just very interesting to see how like the the sentiment towards nuclear power in akira right with its like very iconic scene i don't know if you remember it but where like it it sort of shows the the nuclear explosion where the uh and it's a it's a epic scene it's really sick um like the whole screen turns like black and white yeah and then you just get the the white circle that expands outwards and inverts the whole area yeah yeah i remember yeah i i haven't seen that movie in like 10 years and that's still shines in my mind like a beacon it's such well maybe not 10 years but such an iconic scene and like sort of defining of like that sort of the worry around nuclear power um so so to see it be a sort of offhand comment in this movie where they were like yeah oh no it's it's powered by nuclear don't worry about it it was like kind of nice kind of reassuring i guess and that like oh like like it doesn't have to be a constant form of worry right like you can oh, see, use that for the betterment of the people oh oh i didn't get that impression at all i i very much got the impression of like hmm. this is supposed to imbue menace into this bed like this oh, is supposed to be oh. an underlying like like be like, that, like that should be it's, like the, the worry at its core like oh watch or out. Like, like yeah like this is like it's something could be wrong here yeah or just like kind of adding an extra layer of like yeah malevolence to it like clearly there's right. something you know I, I don't know i mean i don't know enough about like what the attitude would be at that time toward nuclear energy but mm-hmm. you know what you're saying about like they pivoted pretty quickly but i could just see it being kind of maybe not a direct like be wary of nuclear energy but just like here's this because eventually it's revealed that it's a, a u.s funded project so it's right, kind of more like right. here's this By trojan horse military, yeah. You yeah, know, the bed is yeah, like a, you know, yeah, trying to, like, introduce these, like, harmful, you know, violent, because um, it does end up being weaponry, right? This right. kind of, like, harmful thing um, to this country. So, but yeah, it, it is interesting. It, it, it could also have been just a throwaway line that, like, oh, well, we need a power source that's, like, just sort of separate from anything else, like, off the grid and right. not, like, like, it has a very fuel efficient force. And they're like, eh. I mean, yeah, it could. Just, yeah, it's got a little nuclear reactor, right? So it could have been a throwaway line. Whatever. Well, given given that it's written by the same guy who did Akira, I'm inclined to believe that it wasn't that it it was used intentionally right. in some way. That's, but who knows if it's yeah, you yeah, know yeah. yeah yeah. 
The scene with the where they introduce the bed is so. I mean, the opening is very distressing. Like when he's just alone mm-hmm. and he's like, "I wet the bed." He's like yelling yeah, for the nurse. But then the actual scene where they're doing like the trade show, the like Steve Jobs, you know, intro to like the bed is so upsetting. Like just seeing the way that yeah. they're just manipulating this body and this guy's he's body on and like. No. Yeah, and like the bed chewing for them, it's it's extremely yeah like upsetting um, the, to see. The, the You're like that afraid that like, he's gonna break. They like bathe him just straight up on stage. They like they like hey check yeah. this out. <laughs> it's yeah. like wait a second what? And they're like yeah. it's fine it's fine. His his family said that uh, it's okay. And yeah, Haruko's really the only one that's like well like didn't you ask him like like yeah. no one no one went to ask him. Yeah, it's it's really grotesque. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's funny that it's basically the internet, like yeah, they have them yeah, hooked yeah. up to like the internet. Like everything on display. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can gamble. You can buy, you know, stocks. You can go shopping. You can yeah. have an AI wife. You know, basically, like it's. It, it reminds me a lot of like the Wall-E sort of uh, like oh, like you're just in this chair and you're just connected. Um, oh, and see, like I, that's you. like my you get all that my stuff. big my big pro- I I have one big problem with Wall-E, and it's that aspect of it i i like that movie but um like that's a sad moving movie but like i yeah i I feel like the the bed thing or the like whatever bikes hover chairs whatever beds hover chairs that's a that's obnoxious i don't know i yeah (laughs) anyway uh but this i feel like that that is just to a a stupid end like that part of wally is like oh we're so lazy this is much more meaningful like there's a lot more to this to the bed in this which is funny to say like this random anime movie from 1991 is is more meaningful than wally but um you know it's true yeah i mean hmm. we can debate wally at another time but (laughs) i i yeah i just i don't know anything that depicts it's like aren't fat people disgusting incompetent oh yeah yeah i i thought it was sort of a thing towards like learned incompetence um and like sort of yeah, abandonment okay. of like problems right sure um, like sure they're, but they're then like oh we're just gonna leave earth and then yeah the symbolism of using yeah the symbolism like sure i agree with you there but the symbolism of using like a fat person to indicate those things is just i find that so reprehensible it, like they fucking yeah. do it in wonka too they use wonka mm-hmm. like they want the corrupt cop character like gets fat over the course of the movie because He's eating so many sweets, he's being bribed. And it's just supposed to show, like, mm. isn't this guy really corrupt? And, like, you know what? And it's just, I find it, it it's so crazy that we're still doing that. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. Wally, Wally, like, it's lazy. It's a lazy way of, of depicting the kind of, whatever, incompetence or, like, character right. traits that you're trying to demonize about society. It's just like, okay, cool. What a great stand-in. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. I, like yeah. I said, I like that movie, but just... Yeah, I, I think some yeah. it's it's like idiocracy. It's like wow, good job, congrats on mm-hmm. naming that <laughs> America has problems and then naming not what the problem is at all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll say at least in this movie the bed can exercise the person, but like it just sort of like forcibly moved him around and right, um, right, and exhausted like, him. He like almost has a heart attack yeah. in the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was yeah. having a really bad time. Yeah, it's that's that's I appreciate that the bed. It's not really that the bed is evil. It's that the bed mm. is removing all of the humanity, you know, and care right. from this person, you know, being being cared for. Um, mm-hmm. So it really, you know, like of course, like a bed that can do some of these things manually is helpful, but you still need the human element there. 
And it's interesting how the human element sort of introduces itself into the bed, right? Through essentially AI, right? Like this is like an early like AI movie. Yeah, which is really funny. Um, Yeah, that we were, I watched this with Christopher and we were both like, hmm, Mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will say I have my own worries about how AI might take over the elderly care field in the near future, especially the elderly entertainment field. Um, oh sure yeah because it's i mean like, we're already doing it to our toddlers like our children you know get right. AI generated youtube bullshit like i'm sure that it's not right. long before right, right. <laughs> and, yeah and some of that might just come down to like an acceptance thing i i don't think that maybe the current generation of elderly people are sort of primed for that sort of like constant stream of entertainment but oh sure like, they are they absolutely I, well, are I'll, I'll say just the difference between like my grandmother's generation and my mother's generation like my my grandmother isn't like a huge media consumer um oh versus like like my mom and like some of her brothers and sisters are like definitely much more about like just like pure media consumption and um so it's it like that sort of generational divide and like my mom is like like she's getting to the point that like i mean she's retired um and like it's getting to the point where, like, a lot of what she does is just, like, sit and, like, consume media. No, um, I mean, that's even, what my like, mom does, too. Like, my mom just, yeah, I mean. Yeah, like, not even, like, TV shows. It's, like, just, like, like, like YouTube news. rabbit hole bullshit. Oh, oh I told really? you about, like, the Jordan oh. Peterson thing. Oh, yeah, yeah like, she went down, like, that. a right-wing, like. Yeah. And I was like, Mom, no, my like, mom, you I'm, gotta. That's the thing. That's what's, that's what's crazy. Like, I do think that old people are. That just because of the like the the elderly like you know like our grandparents' age, they are mm-hmm. less comfortable with the technology, so they aren't exposed to YouTube rabbit holes. But they are still watching Fox News twenty four seven or like they have the TV on. Uh, right. Whereas like yeah, people our parents' age, they're a little bit more comfortable with the internet, and so they are able to get sucked in. And yeah, like the like I'm saying, I think it's man, a different internet, type of like, brain rot there. You know, the, like... yeah, the pipeline of like extremely online like just like looking at whatever instagram reels to like trad q you know take your pick of like <laughs> right. your flavor of right wing shit i did i tell you i i'll cut this for sure um i got diagnosed <laughs> with lupus and no, my mom what? had yeah uh, a couple weeks ago and it's never um, lupus i thank you Sorry, i've been waiting every, no i know exact i know exactly the joke <laughs> okay <laughs> I've been waiting every, okay, every, I've known of that, like, I knew that joke before my mom, my mom has it too, before my mom got diagnosed, Mm -hmm. and I, I was always like, that was always like the one thing about lupus I knew, and then ever since I've been telling people that, I'm like, how long until someone makes that joke to me? (laughs) I should have known it would be you. No, but, um, so it's, it's like kind of a hereditary thing that can happen, and, or like, that's like the biggest genetic factor, it's a big genetic factor. And yeah. uh, when I told her, she was like, you know, the COVID vax can cause it. I was like, mom, you're a fucking what? idiot. <laughs> like, you're so stupid. Like, you literally nah, have this that's... disease. Oh, <laughs> like, anyway. So um, anyway, yeah. Uh, so it's just, I think that our parents, yeah, are like super primed for it. Uh, like our parents' generation. Yeah. And I mean, even our. Yeah, for sure. You know, we don't have to get into an anti-technology screed. But yeah, even like people our age and younger, like our are super um, already yeah. primed for it too. You know, they're maybe a little bit more oh, yeah. savvy in some ways, but like, yeah, the constant entertainment thing, you know, I have to have six things I, playing to avoid any thoughts. Like that's real. 
Right. Oh yeah. I I think there's like maybe a like a sort of golden age where it's like you're you're old enough to like have grown up with this technology, but like you're you you became old or you yeah. got old enough and like you were able to say like oh like i don't really need this sort of constant like technological reassurance yeah right? before it became ubiquitous it could just be a no i think right. yeah like right like, but now it's like so hard to get out of like you mm-hmm. can't pull yourself out of that swamp yeah you know? I, I do think it's like a social thing now yeah i think like older millennials like not people christopher's age but like a little bit older um or like mm-hmm. you know in their 40s now like they are at the sweet spot where they weren't race and we're probably at the very tail end like i feel like kids younger than us gen z like they are i feel like it's sort of a percentage of our generation yeah yeah like of people our age yeah like within five years of us where it's like well either they're like very online and like we have terms for it right you're either very online or you're not yeah right it's like all right well yeah and and it's like you create that socialization where it's like well you're either out group or you're very online. It's like, okay, yeah. weird. But, you know, but. I th- I think that it's, I think the over online aspect of it is, like, I think there is a huge, like, a huge gulf between the terminally online Twitter users, like, that you might be referring to, and then, like, people who are, quote, casually, like, consuming. Casually melting their brain. Yeah, right. like, four hours of TikTok a day or whatever, and they're not looking at, like, they're right. not necessarily looking at, like, memes. They're looking at, like, crafts and like like there's a lot of normal people out yeah. there right like and so <laughs> just like i know for sure like yeah, when yeah. i i work with a lot of normies you know to use that term and like uh to hear them talk about the way they use the internet and it's like oh you're referencing like stand-up comedians and like influencers and things that are very normal they're not like poisoned you know in the online way that you might think of with like twitter but you're still like right. super deep in that rabbit hole or super deep into, you know, consuming their content. And it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. there's, there's like so many different facets of the internet that it's really hard to be judicious about not what you're consuming, but like, yeah. How you're consuming it maybe? Yeah, I guess so. Like how it affects you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it'll, it sucks. I mean, we're, you know, like we talked about last week, we're in like unprecedented levels of fucking psychosis <laughs> and the internet is yeah. aiding and accelerating that. But, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. All right. Let's, yeah. let's get back to Rojan Z. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going way, <laughs> way off topic here. Um, one thing I'll say, uh, from a technical aspect, mm. I really liked the character design in this movie. Um, the lead nurse, mm-hmm. Haruko, I, you know, she was pretty, actually pretty boring to look at, but all of the other characters, yeah. you know, um, had like very, and like, of course your lead, your like pretty, you know, nurse character is going to be, you know, pretty generic and like an easy stand in. Right. Of course. But right. I really appreciated that all of the women looked different, which sometimes you don't see in animation. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just thought it was, everybody was very interesting and they were really telling, telling a story with the character design that I think, yeah, you don't always see in animation, especially the older stuff. Um, so, for sure yeah i think a lot of care has been put into characterization and yeah um the not police chief but like the the main uh tarada yeah um the police guy yeah that is like a a trope almost oh like for his sure his character is like almost a trope and and so it was i mean almost like kind of reassuring to see him there um but he's like the the sort of sternish older father figure who is like he's there to provide take care of the main character um the mentor as it would be in like a uh, uh, whatever, whatever that one storytelling thing is, but yeah, yeah, pull out your book of, of storytelling techniques. Hero's journey, hero's journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> He's the mentor. Um, well, not the crossing the threshold was crossing the threshold into the room where the bed was. You can cut all this. This is just me talking. God, remember, notes. remember when I was like, I hope this is an easier episode to edit. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm making this a fucking no, mess. No, we're we're fucking it up. No, but he really isn't for the first part right until the bed goes haywire right. he's actually pretty antagonistic uh obviously he, uh, he is an antagonist yeah the other guy that, up, up until the point where he punches yeah. the other guy yeah the, hasagawa yeah. is the guy's name he's the mm-hmm. yeah like the the pentagon shill <laughs> um yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah so i mean there are stock characters like types in here but the the actual design of them i think is pretty interesting so especially our lead like yeah, four sure. nurses i think those were I had a really good sense of each of their characters, which is cool. Um, yeah, I, I think they had a really they did a really good job like portraying different uh, like emotions between them, and also being like a sort of tight knit like friend group. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They um, were they were pretty lived in. And, like they, they know like just the way to like poke and prod at each other. Yeah. Uh, in order to like like when when the one girl was like I, hey uh, like she was talking to Masawa and she was like hey um, you know a girl loves to you be know, rescued girls like yeah. it when you save them <laughs> yeah 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 meanwhile like rocks are falling and Tarada is just yeah. like shielding her from it yeah. and he pulls up and he's like hey get in I'm saving you yeah. <laughs> it's really okay, funny dude. yeah um, um, but yeah I, I like the way that humanity was introduced to uh, the AI in this movie it, it, it feel it felt like sort of generic it it sort of reminds me of i don't know if you've seen short circuit which is like the live action version of this no where a weapon oh i loved short circuit as a kid that was one of my favorite movies um basically a robot is struck by lightning it's a supercomputer ai that the military has developed and it develops human emotions and feelings and um it has to like defend its new quote-unquote owner or like friend from like the military and other ais which are like not malfunctioning cute movie i liked it a lot uh but there's definitely some parallels to be drawn between the two movies uh and it's it's really crazy the difference between the like animated like what they could do with the animation and especially for the time like where like you couldn't really have cgi like it was all practical effects so like pitting short circuit against uh it's not chojin z give me a second what was the rojin z jesus ricky um i i read i read a manga called chojin z so it's like it it gets crossed rojin Um, rojin means old man is what i learned from looking this up yeah so interesting yeah she she refers to the old man as oji san instead of oji chan or as oji chan instead of oji san so it's just like it's like a more cute uh, informal or yeah. more personal way of like greeting him or talking to him yeah um, which is yeah it's pretty cute it's nice it, I, I thought that was a nice little touch yeah I, I like I like their relationship it was it was nice to see um you don't see like a yeah somebody caring for an elderly person that they're not related to and like not having it be seen burdensome like it's never depicted as right. like this burdensome thing that she you know resents having to do she she feels a sense of duty because that's what she's doing and and that's her chosen profession and whatnot but she also cares and so that, yeah. that was pretty cool uh yeah and i mean there's not too much the only real other plot beat before you know he turns into a mech basically is her visiting the uh the the group of old guys which are very very ricky coded um like they're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell yeah 
hanging out in the you know in like the infirmary set or like the the rows of beds just and they're just like hacking away. yeah and like they all talk like this it's it's good um yeah 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 <laughs> it's um, so funny that like the three of them were all essentially the same character but like just slightly yeah like, stretched in different the ways the son the holy spirit <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's that's always cool um cool to see again like you know crotchety old guys doing stuff on camera it's yeah. always fun although yeah, i, I could have i could have done without the uh boner joke that they made again yeah yeah it's like that was another one where i was like all right yeah it, it's like she wasn't even phased by it though she was no. just like all right like get these fucking pants up like yeah. dude i'm trying to talk to you i'm uh, sure that if you're a nurse you're like used to that kind of sexual harassment but yeah it is yeah for sure that's the kind of thing that does give me pause about anime is there does seem to be a lot of that kind of like casual sexism or, right. or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, like the, the upskirts and that it's like, okay, like, you know, but um, I understand that this is a 30 some year old movie too. So things like nowadays won't be like that, but um, it does have that reputation and of being very pervy. I think it's gotten worse. Oh, really? I think it's gotten worse. See, I haven't, in, I haven't seen ways, anything new yeah. really. I'll say, like, the, the serialized anime. Um, the, like, serialized anime have definitely, and, like, some manga have sort of leaned into it, especially as a gag, where it's like, yeah. oh, like, haha. Like, it, it's almost expected that there's some fan service. Yeah, but um, ironic sexism is still... And... I know what fan service is, yeah. But ironic sexism is still sexism yeah. at the end of the day, even if you're trying to be funny about it, so... Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost disappointing, too, because there are some, like... I mean, there are female mangaka as well, and it's it's sort of weird to see them lean into it, especially um, when it's, like, unnecessary, and it's like, all right, wow. And, and like, having having a character that's a gag character specifically, and their gag is specifically, like... I'm going to get sexually oh, harassed. I'm yeah. the sexy one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, all right, cool. Um, there's also, like, a lot of weird, like, maybe not even sexualization, but, like... Now, sexualization of, like, younger kids. Not even younger kids, but, like, teens. Yeah. Um, and it's like, all right, I get that all the characters here are teens, but also, like, why are you drawing this, like, 16-year-old with, like, big honking bazongas? It's like, all right, like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on here? Or, like, a bunch of, like, bath scenes with them, and it's like, yeah. dude, like, come on. Yeah, yeah. I, Naruto had that a lot, and I was like, really? all right, like, whatever. Yeah, it got better as, like, it got as it went sort of later into the series and it was more about fighting, but, like, original Naruto definitely has, like, some scenes that I look back at now, which, like, when I was a, when I was also a teenager, I was like, this fucking rocks! Right, right. And, like, now I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's a little weird, man. Like, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's for that age demographic, so. Yeah. Whatever. Still, um, but, yeah, I hear you. It's like, okay, yeah. well. Um, right. Like, eh. Yeah, it is funny, like, the thought of having to film scenes like that if they weren't animated too like <laughs> right, right the barrier right. to entry it would for make your everyone sexism. in the room very uncomfortable yeah, yeah 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 so some it's some american beauty type shit it's like all right wow. whoa whoa <laughs> you haven't seen that movie but really? I, I i've heard of it so. <laughs> you're making sure <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. god we should if we ever want to do a uh, episode where we shit on a movie we should watch that one that would be a good like cultural Ooh, touchstone okay. let's shit on a movie yeah bonus episode anyway um anyway yeah so let's 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 not focus on shitting on movies let's yeah. let's praise this one yeah um so 
just just again com- making a small comparison back to uh, Akira. There was a lot of body horror in Akira, and it's very different in this movie. Yeah, uh, but this movie has a lot of like not technology horror, but like technology body horror. Yeah, like I guess. transhumanism. I like... Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the brain on the like combat robot oh, that they bring in. Yeah, it's gross. So weird. Yeah. So gross and weird. I'm glad they didn't have that on the the bed. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I, like a lot of really. I, I, I did mention this earlier, but technologically impressive shots. I, I do want to ask, what do you think about the ending? Like the very ending? Like the very ending. Um, I thought it was funny more than anything. I don't think it was supposed to be. Yeah. I, I, I do think it's supposed to be like a, if I wanted to like put a theory on it, I would say it's more about like this problem's not going away. Um, you know, right. but other than that. But it's like a tongue in cheek gag. Yeah. About that. Like, yeah. I don't think it's like, anything. Oh, like technology's here to stay. Yeah. Um, and it's it's taken over. Right. I, like the, the Buddha was like very funny to me when they all did like the, the Nami yeah. and Amistad or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's like, all right, like, haha. Um, yeah. And, it, and it, it sort of like, it, it becomes ubiquitous because it like takes over like an entire city street almost. Right. Right. Where right. it like takes a Buddha statue, it takes a bunch of like, like telephone poles, cars. Yeah. Uh, it even has the cat on its back. And it's like, oh, all right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's so far integrated into life that you can't really escape from it. Yeah. No, I, I like the ending. Christopher called it. He was like, this cat's going to show up and fuck something up in the end. I was like, nope. <laughs> Classic cat move. Let's go. Love to see a cat cleaning yeah, its butt yeah. in animation, too. That's always fun. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so perfect. <laughs> Banksy's looking at the screen like, Wow, she is literally me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I liked the, the mech stuff at the end or like the, the um, kind of destruction, you know, as the bed grows more um, violent or, or like, you know, kind of acquires all of these extra objects to make it to transform and adapt and, and whatnot. Um, I thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, the uh, way the scenes were kind of depicted and, and shots and things were more interesting than I was would have expected um so mm-hmm. yeah the the bed um especially when Tereda is talking to talking to the the the, the wife you know quote unquote the uh, ai wife be and she's like i just we're going yeah. to go to the beach and he's like please like can we not it's very clearly invoking uh hal from uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, 2001? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, like, unblinking red light that's just, like, kind of stare. Like, they were definitely yeah, paying homage yeah, to that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny and, and clever. Um, I liked that. So, but yeah, at the end of the day, he just wants to visit the beach. So, kind of. Yeah, I, I thought it was really funny uh, how, when he, when he was like, uh, I'm hungry while he was still <laughs> yeah, in the bed. yeah. And, and the, the robot wife just goes, all right, one second, honey, I'm busy. And then just, like, like yeets a power line into the combat yeah, bot. Yeah, like, yeah, It's yeah. like, oh, okay. She's like, just fighting. She's getting shit done. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. It's good shit. No, I, I really liked yeah, it. I'm, yeah. I'm not, like, a big action fan in general, but this was pretty I, – mm-hmm. I enjoyed this uh, especially. I thought that was this was pretty fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it had, like, just, just the right amount of action. Um, 
Yeah, it ends pretty quickly. You know, for your your kind yeah. of your preference for like all rising action and then everything's fine at the end and everything wraps up in thirty seconds. Like this movie wasn't exactly yeah. that, but it was pretty damn close. Like, <laughs> so I, I, the the action goes for a bit long, but I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, um, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think this movie came out a little bit after Transformers. I don't know when the manga was written for it. Probably probably serialized it around the same time as Transformers. So this was like. Like, the integrating of, like, new parts and, like, building off of that and sort of, like, transforming into something new, creating this sort of, like, yeah. super mech was, like, definitely, maybe not, like, completely novel, but a pretty new idea. Um, and they they work it really, really well, and it's, like, really cool, just the, the animation and, like, especially the, the fight between the combat bot when they're, like, trying to take over each other and, like, ripping off parts. Yeah. Really, really sick stuff. Yeah. And that that's that's what was for me mainly evocative of the the first Pokemon movie when they were like doing the like genetic splicing and everything. Yeah. Like the the weird sort of robotic arms is like really reminiscent for me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So. Good. I I liked yeah, it. Overall? Yeah, good yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. I'm glad you liked it cuz yeah. uh, That was a gamble. <laughs> uh, it was a gamble. Um and I know you're not like big into anime. No, general, but and yeah, I mean that's just especially cause... recommending something that I hadn't seen yet was yeah. like, oh no. No, uh -oh. it was good. It was a it was a good first foray. I'm I'm glad it wasn't too yeah, it wasn't too much of anything. It was it was just a solid, cool like action, commentary. Uh, it was good. Yeah, yeah, sweet. sweet. Well. I have something. Wow. Um, I have a I have a movie in mind. I've, I've locked and loaded. Um, oh, you got a lanes frame. I've got a lanes frame. Yeah, this is a movie I have not seen. Um, it's okay. called All That Heaven Allows. It's from 1955, uh, directed by Douglas Sirk. So, uh, this is a movie that has influenced a lot of movies that I think I like, although I didn't know it until pretty recently. Um, it's a movie about uh, like kind of two people who fall in love, but they can't be together. Classic stuff um, for like social mm -hmm. reasons. And um, I think there's a lot of subtext that draws me to this. Uh, the lead male star, uh, Rock Hudson, uh, he was a very famous movie star in the 50s and uh, like kind of late 40s through 60s. And he was a closeted gay man. Um, uh -huh. And so he, you know, I knew that about him. I've seen him in one other movie called Seconds, which is kind of about, like, uh, a man who goes and uh, undergoes, like, uh, reconstructive surgery to start his life anew and, like, what it means to, mm -hmm. you know, what I, what your identity means and, and how much of your identity can you really leave behind and is it worth it and all of those things. So, like, the subtext there really spoke to me. And so um, this movie, All That Heaven Allows, is it's like a, me a classic melodrama that this director is like known for making melodramas. And, um, the older that I get, I say that I'm not like, I'm fucking ancient, but like the more that melodrama really speaks to me. And I find that those are the movies I like the most. Whereas when I was a kid, I would be more like, or like younger, just like, why would I care about like something where nothing happens <laughs> or, or, you know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> Right, where it's right. just a, a dramatic you know no no genre stuff and so yeah i really this movie i think is a big influence on another modern director that i really like too um whose movies i've gotten more into over the last couple of years who also does more melodramatic stuff and so um yeah it's it's supposed to be an excellent movie um i hear it referenced a lot i see 
you know, people, um, yeah, lauding it. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I think that's our pick. All right. Sounds sweet. I will say that the, the little blurb for it says predicated on a May, December romance. Um, yeah, that's when I really first read that. I thought of May, December. Oh, yeah, no shit. Yeah, that's, the, that's, it, that's like that's, the first thing it says. That's crazy. That's the director I'm talking about. So Todd Haynes. Okay, um, sweet. Mm-hmm. His movies are, I've, I, I've always known about him, but I watched, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll talk about May, December next week too. But yeah, that's, that's the director mm-hmm. I mean from uh, the modern day. And this movie, he basically, he didn't remake it, but he made kind of an adaptation of it that I have yet to see. So I'm going to do a dual watch of those two. You don't have to, of course, watch two movies. I know that would be a huge ask of you, but um, I'll probably watch both of them uh, then in the next week. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of like where his influences come from and just, yeah, crack into a genre that I don't really, uh, haven't really explored, especially older movies of. So yeah, sweet. Yeah, for sure. Sounds yeah, awesome. May, May, December, go see it. It's fuck. It. Have you seen it yet? No. Fuck. It's on Netflix, man. Go honestly <laughs> movie of the fucking year movie of the, de- the decade. Okay. It's good. Yeah. I mean, you saw Liesl popping off in the chat about it the other day yeah. <laughs> when they were watching yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, good, good ass movie, but okay, cool. Well, we'll, we'll, cool. uh, we'll watch all that heaven allows. Uh, we want to watch all that heaven allows. We want to watch all that heaven allows. Sweet. Um, shit. You didn't do a song. Uh, what's your favorite, what's your favorite anime theme? Oh, right now, just because I'm rewatching full metal alchemist brotherhood. It's F map. It's F map. Um, it's, Probably the outro that I'm listening to right now. Or it could be the intro. Do 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 That was actually nice. And then there's a sick guitar and it goes da 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 cool that's perfect perfect all right all right cut it there we're gonna hit the copyright (laughs) 